Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hey there, everyone. This is your host, Mara Glatzel. And today we are talking about your needs, what they are, what they are not, and how to begin meeting your needs on a daily basis in a way that is consistent and kind and real and bullshit free, because all of that's important too. So some of you may have seen this meme that's going around that I admit that I love and also am willing to understand how limited it is, uh, which says that basically you are a houseplant with more complicated emotions and that it is your job to tend to yourself accordingly. And on the one hand, that's true right? On the one hand, your physical body requires very basic and simple maintenance. That's something that's really important for you on just an everyday mundane physiological level is getting enough rest, drinking enough water, making sure to eat nourishing food, that the way that you tend to your body has a dramatic impact on your experience of the world, your frame of mind, your uh, how whole you feel, how pulled together and cohesive you feel. Because so many of us are feeling pulled in a million different directions and over-delivering, working too hard, um, pushing ourselves past the point of our human limits. And so from that perspective, that meme is dead on, right? Like you don't have to overthink it. 
Um, a lot of your, your questions can be answered by <laughs> resting more, drinking more water, making sure to eat really nourishing food, moving your body every so often. Also good, right? The basic needs of your physiological self. And these needs are crucial. They're crucial, but they're not your only needs. And so when we think about needs here on this podcast, you know, as it relates to being needy from my perspective, we are also keeping in mind our, uh, kind of next, I guess they're not even next level. Some of them are just as important as our need for getting rest, drinking enough water, but you know, our need for safety, our need for play, our need for belonging, our need for growth, our need for love and celebration and autonomy, our need for reverence and integrity and contribution. So, you know, these, these things that we ache for that are more complicated perhaps than just water or just rest. And I say just uh, kind of with air quotes, you can't see them of course, but you know, we can't underestimate water and rest, but we similarly can't stop there because we are unlike houseplants. We are quite complicated and we are multifaceted and the things that we require in order to feel fulfilled, in order to feel a sense of belonging, in order to feel as though we are contributing to the world in the way that only we can all of those needs are important to us as well. And a lot of people come to me and they want to know about the difference between a need and a want. We get really in our heads about the difference between a need and a want. And what I hear whenever I hear that question is that you are only wanting to give yourself like this much, like a just teeny little squidgily bit. Um, and, and you want to know what you need, because those are the things you might fully commit yourself to versus the things that you just want. And those are the things that can be put on the back burner. And I want to tell you that both your needs and your wants are important. I think about it this way, that the things that we need are the things that we require. The things that we require in order to feel in order for our bodies to function optimally or as optimally as possible in order for us to feel fulfilled, connected to the world around us in energetic and emotional and spiritual alignment. Meaning that we are not only knowing what our values are, but we are living in alignment with our values in whatever sphere that value is operating. So a need is something that you require and a want then is something that you desire, but your desires are important too. When we think about creating a life that really fits us, a life that we can belong in, a life that reflects us, I'm thinking about creating, cobbling together, creating, cultivating a life that is made up of intentional choices is made up of decisions that are taken off of autopilot and reclaimed as fertile ground for really making your life your own. 
because so many of us are living lives with our decisions all put on autopilot. Whether that's because that's been what we've told is right or good, or that's what we've learned from society is right or good, or these kind of frameworks that we've picked up along the way about how we want to live or how we want to be seen as living by other people. Um, because a lot of this, this kind of autopilot decision making is to belong is to be seen as good and right, is to do a good job or to meet a measure of success that you have inherited from somewhere that doesn't originate with you. And so when we're thinking about taking our choices off of autopilot, we're thinking about looking internally as we make our decisions instead of kind of rolling through all of the information that we've collected over the course of our lives about what is quote unquote right or what is quote unquote good or what we quote unquote should do. And in our lives, all roads lead back to us. So the questions then become, what do I want to do? What do I think is right or wrong? What do I think that, I mean, I don't really like to say should because I see it as a limiting word, Um, but instead, what could I do? What could I do if I could do anything? What could I do if no one ever told me what to do? What could I do if I were momentarily able to forget everything that I've been taught about what is good or bad and instead embrace this moment, this decision, this opportunity to bounce everything back through me for what is good for me, what is best for me, what is right for me and use that as a starting point. You know, when we think about what we need, it is crucial to know how we feel because our needs are oftentimes responses to our feelings. And, you know, if a need is really that, that kind of yearning, something that you require, then the way that you know that you are needy is because you are paying attention to your feelings. And your feelings aren't these things that are total nuisances, but instead they are kind of like the breadcrumbs, you know, that Hansel and Gretel threw out along the road as they were walking to guide you back home to yourself, to help direct your actions so that you can tend to yourself with greater discernment, um, confidence, trust, self-trust. And those feelings are brilliant indicators. So, you know, when we're thinking about our needs, I think that a lot of us have gone on avoiding our needs for such a long time that we feel totally overwhelmed by the prospect of where to begin. Because we might be living a life that is so disconnected and so out of alignment that we are not sure where to even start. And so, you know, if you're not sure where to start, I want to bring you back to that complicated houseplant analogy and encourage you to start with the physiological needs of your body. Because when you meet those needs, when you make sure that you're drinking enough water, when you make sure that you're getting enough rest and, you know, by enough, I really mean take the amount of rest that you think you should be allowed to have and multiply it by four. 
because we are chronically underestimating how much rest we require, how much nurturing or tending we require. And so as you're doing this work, really embracing that as a starting point, tending to your physiological self, because the more that you take care of your body, the more energy and stamina that you're going to have mental clarity, that you're going to have inner wherewithal that you're going to possess to be able to start meeting your other needs. You know, if you think about my need for play or my need for celebration or my need for contribution, all of those needs require energy. It is very easy to melt into the couch watching a show on Netflix that I've watched a million times before instead of actually meeting my needs if I am exhausted. And so then maybe I'm watching TV. I'm also scrolling on my phone. I want to feel connected. None of these things make me feel connected, but because I'm exhausted, this feels like as good as it's going to get. So the more that I start to meet my very basic physiological needs, the more that I'm going to have the energy and the stamina to do the things that I want to do with that energy. This is crucial. It's like a call and response. You know, what you give to yourself is what will shortly be available for you to use. And so a conversation about needs, unlike a conversation about self-care or me time or, uh, you know, (laughs) bath bombs and uh, scented candles, unlike that, Tending to yourself, managing your energy, protecting your energy is really about how you support what you do with your energy, how you give to yourself so that you can use that energy to create a life and a world that you want to live in. And so on this podcast, we're going to be talking about water. We're going to be talking about rest. Absolutely. But we're also going to be talking about what it looks like to create a world, how to take action from a place of our personal values and, um, you know, use our energy that we've generated to dismantle systems of oppression, to create communities that people of all different kinds feel welcome in, um, to have hobbies that fill us up to the brim or, uh, Uh, pour ourselves into our relationships or the things that bring us joy, making things with our hands. You know, tending to your needs isn't just um, filling your pitcher, as we talked about in the very first podcast episode. It's about filling your pitcher so that you have that inner wherewithal, that stamina to live the way that you want to to show up in the world the way that you want to. So many of us are walking around feeling fragmented and fragile and insecure and all over the place. And those feelings that we see, that we perceive as our inadequacies, are symptoms of our lack of tending, are symptoms of 
not prioritizing our needs in our daily life. And that includes our physical needs, but also our emotional, our mental, our spiritual needs, our needs to be connected to something that's bigger than ourselves, to be of service to something that's bigger than ourselves, to really be in relationship with our lives in a way that, um, feels engaging and thrilling and, 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 you know, sad, grief filled, uh, you know, but in process. And this isn't about doing something perfectly, right? This isn't about, you know, getting a million gold stars for moving your body every single day this month, although it can be about that too. Um, but this isn't about your perfection. This is about making the commitment to being present in your relationship with yourself, to being awake, to being aware, to being in process with your life so that you're taking those choices off of autopilot and seeing each opportunity as an opportunity to create a better world for you to live in, a better world for the people around you to live in, um, a better fit, you know, an opportunity to seek greater alignment with yourself, to do things in the way that only you can, to do things in a way that really serves you, that really carves out space for you. Because I think that this is the piece that we get stuck in. You know, we see, well, okay, you know, um, I'm taking care of my body and taking care of your body is enormous. It is enormous. 100% is important, but it also serves this greater purpose of serving your greater purpose of showing up in the world in the way that only you can. And everything that you give to yourself will be amplified, will be given back to you, will be this opportunity for you to really feel engaged, really feel like the essential part of the world around you that you are, that you are. Because on this planet, there is one, one of each and every one of us. And that means that you can bring something to the global table that no one else can. But if you're exhausted and burnt out and frayed down to a little teeny tiny nub of what you have to offer, then you're not of any good to yourself and you're not of any good to anyone else either. And so instead of being this selfish thing that we worry that our own care is, in fact, it is in service to the world around us. When we take care of ourselves, when we own what is ours to own, when we take responsibility for our lives, for showing up and living in alignment with our values, you know, voting with our time, voting with our energy, voting with our cash with our resources, with our attention. When we show up and we're in engagement with the world, then that's when we feel truly fulfilled, not just on a physical level, but on an emotional, mental, and spiritual levels as well. 
And so many of the women that I talk to talk about that, that desire to feel grounded in something that is bigger than them, to feel trusting of themselves, to feel whole, to feel as though the life that they're living is vibrant and full and full of things that they love. And so as you're doing this work, you know, I want you to think about your needs. I want you to think about your your complicated houseplant needs. Absolutely. Start there. Nourish your own stamina. Heal yourself. Heal yourself as much as you possibly can so that you have that ability, you have that energy, you have that attention and that ability to care about the other things. You know, when we think about a shame stance, you know, a shame stance is looking down towards your chest with your chin curled in. And the energy of that shame stance is always looking inward. It's being so preoccupied about what is going on in your body and about, you know, whether or not you're good, how other people are seeing you, um, how you feel in that shame, that you don't even look up and out to see the people that are around you. And so in order for us to, to, to feel connected, to connect and to feel connected, to belong and feel like we belong, to tap into that greater reverence for ourselves, for the web of, you know, I love it. Mary Oliver calls it the family of things in uh, her, you know, very famous poem, Wild Geese. She talks about the family of things. And when I think about being connected to something greater than myself, I love to think about the family of things. And so in order to feel that connection, in order to feel secure in that connection, you have to heal what's going on inside first. And, you know, this isn't a linear process. It's not like you do one thing perfectly and then you do the other perfectly. A lot of this is trial by fire, but making sure that you're tending to the physiological needs of your body so that you have the stamina to keep showing up is a crucial first step because living your life with intention, taking your choices off of autopilot, really being in relationship with yourself and with your life to create something that is in alignment with your values is valuable. And when I say to create something that is in alignment with your values, I don't mean that your values or your integrity, that any of these concepts are static, right? Because they're not. We are always, when we are in relationship with ourselves, we are always learning. We are always growing. We are always uh, receiving new data, new information, making new decisions that you know, maybe weren't in alignment with who we were five minutes ago, but are with who we are now. And so that process of being in relationship with ourselves is crucial. And, you know, again, this has very little to do with your perfection. You don't have to do any of this perfectly. You don't have to, you know, heal yourself perfectly. You don't have to, you know, be of service perfectly, right? Your relationship with yourself doesn't man doesn't demand that perfection. 
it asks of you that you show up, that you meet yourself halfway, that you commit to being present in your relationship with yourself and being in conversation about your needs, asking, how do I feel? What do I need right now? Waiting to hear the answers, not assuming that you're going to know what the answer is. And then giving yourself that thing to the best of your abilities. And if you can't, you have not received an F for this assignment, but you know, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to get curious with yourself. Like, Hey, I really needed that. What happened? Or maybe that wasn't possible today, but could I make space for it another time? Or how can I explore this? That being in relationship with yourself in a way that is present, uh, conscious, attentive, filled with intention means committing to the conversation, means committing to exploring with curiosity, means prioritizing yourself as the epicenter of your life right? The thing that everything comes back to and the thing that all creation and life springs from. So we're going to be talking more about this in the weeks to come, but I wanted to hop on today to really give a primer in what I mean when I talk about needs and what I mean when I talk about being needy, because I'm needy, right? You're needy too. You need things. You need water, you need rest, you need nourishing food, you need to feel good in your body, you need to move your body around a little bit, but you also need to feel like you belong. You also need to feel as though you're in integrity or energetic alignment with your values. You also need to feel celebrated. Those are needs too, and we are going to be exploring all of them. Thank you. listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about needy or want to tend to your needs with a free needy toolkit, dance on over to the needypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Mm-hmm.